Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Julie Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Welcome your friend, Megan, to church. What's his name? Ed? Huh? Ed? Stand up, Ed. Let's welcome Ed. So lovely to see you in church, Ed. And it's so sweet. Oh, you have to tell me all the goss later. I've seen you on Facebook, Ed. I've checked you out. I'm looking at, I'm watching you. I'm watching you, don't worry. (laughs) <laughs> She's a precious girl. It's so exciting. And welcome, Melissa. Um, it's so beautiful that you can come to church, Melissa. I love it. I got to talk with Melissa before the service, and it was just like that song. You know, may we never lose our wonder. May we just, like, be bright-eyed, mystified, like a child, staring at the beauty of our King. And Here's Melissa, you know, she sort of believed in God and Jesus her whole life, but came to a stage where she's thinking, you know, I really need to seek this out for myself, and started talking to Colin. Thank you, Colin. (laughs) Reading her Bible, and she said um, that just recently at home, in her own room, she gave her heart to Jesus, and now she wants to find more. Isn't that amazing? And she's here tonight. So give Melissa a hand. She's on a journey that many of us have been on, and it's just exciting to keep that childlike. When I, when I talk to Melissa, it's like everything inside of me starts to go, yes, it's so easy, it's so simple, and it's so beautiful. This gospel that we have, this beautiful thing that we have, we must never, ever, 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 ever lose our wonder. We must never lose our childlikeness. I want to preach to you tonight about Seeing in colour. Seeing in colour. You know, anybody seen the movie The Giver? Put up your hand if you've seen it, so I know I'm talking to some converted people here. I went to see The Giver. I'm going to play you the short of it in a minute, like the, um, the trailer. Went to see The Giver, and I'm telling you, um, God really spoke to me in that movie. And in this movie, The Giver... Just for those of you who haven't seen it, it's, it's like this group of people of elders have come to a conclusion that so that we don't make the mistakes of the past, so that we don't have wars and, and trouble and all this kind of stuff, what we're going to do is we're going to dumb our whole world down to what can just be manageable. And so what they decided to do, first of all, was they decided to take out colour out of the world. Because if we take colour out of the world, we won't notice each other's skin colour, therefore there won't be wars. So they took colour out of the world to stop war. Then they decided they were going to take emotions, or wrong emotions, or right emotions, or any emotions out, and they give everyone an injection every morning that just dumbs down all those emotions that we normally feel. They didn't feel pain. They didn't feel love, they didn't feel excitement, they didn't feel real joy. They were just kept at a place where they had equilibrium the whole time. Um, And the other thing they took out was memory. So they didn't want them to remember what the world used to be like. 
They wanted them to be in a safe place where they could just recreate a world without problem. They took out also any kind of talent or competitiveness. So if someone had a talent, they weren't allowed to use it or talk about it or even stir it up because everyone was supposed to be equal. Everybody dressed the same. It was sort of like you know communism in that way. And there was no one better than anyone else. Everyone was equal. Everything was nice. Everything was controlled. Everything was just dandy. Thank you very much. But what they did do is they maintained that there would be one person who could remember what it used to, and they allowed him to not take the injections and remember what it used to be like so that he could then tell the elders of the community if, if they were going in a way that was going to cause them problems as per the mistakes the world had made before. And then there would be one per year, one receiver. And the receiver would be someone who had a gift to see. So already they would have that gift to see from birth that was given to them. And the receiver would then be set up with the giver and the giver would be able to impart memories to the receiver. You're getting this complicated, but it's great. The giver would be able to impart memories of the past to the receiver so that he then would grow up to be a giver and just keep the place safe so they would never go the way the world used to be. And they had this barrier around the community and you weren't allowed to go beyond that barrier so that they could keep everything safe. So it's black and white world. So I just want you to have a look at this and I'm going to use this as an analogy and preach. I'll just have a look at the, the trailer. From great suffering came a solution. Communities. Injected. Serene, beautiful places where disorder became harmony. Do you know how to fly those? Absolutely. Do you get to fly to the edge? Oh, yeah. What's past there? Don't know. We're not allowed to fly past that. Let's go. It's against the rules, Jonas. They're called books. Hello. Uh, my name. I know who you are. Who are you? The giver. When the elders need guidance, I provide wisdom using memories of the past. Our world was different. There was more. More? Much more. Brett. You'll see them all in time. All colors, all differences. Our people chose to do away with emotions. Those morning injections take them away. When people have the freedom to choose, they choose wrong. Tomorrow morning, skip your injection. I've been doing it for months. What do you feel? He's not usually like this. I'm surprised you're not more worried about him. I would be. Bring up Jonas's activity. He's inquisitive. You should know better than anyone. The way things look and the way things are are very different. Watch. That's my father. There is no way for me to prepare you for the truth. He killed him. The young and the old are killed. For the good of all of us. There are things you don't know. You're scaring me. Go back to your family units. It isn't my family, and neither is yours. Jonas has become dangerous. I know that there's something more. 
something that has been stolen. Comfortable? Jonas. There has to be a way to show them. You can stop this. You can change things. your destiny. <laughs> Love it. So, so in this movie, that's what it depicts, right? And I couldn't help but think of, you know, our lives and the church and, you know, the way that we see things, whether we see things in black and white or that we actually see things in colour, whether we whether we have dumbed down our emotions or whether we actually still have emotions that Jesus gave us when we were born again, whether we're trying to make it so safe and so nice and so neat that we're actually losing the color out of our very Christianity and the thing that makes it live. Amen? Listen to this scripture here. I think it's so incredible. Deuteronomy 4.9. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to the children after them. I'm going to read it again. It's so powerful. Listen, take this to yourself. Like, say this to yourself. Be careful and watch yourself so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen and let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. When we're on holidays, can we just turn that one big fan off? It's just so hard to yell over the top of it. When we were on holidays, we had an incredible opportunity. We went to a church, and we didn't know who was going to be preaching or what was going to be happening, but it so turned out that the guy that was preaching that day has just recently come over from Scotland. He's an older man, and um, he just happened to have lived in four revivals. Um, just so happened. And so, you know, and Fergus McIntyre, I don't know if those of you who know him, he's the prophet of the C3 movement, an older guy who's just, just got incredible wisdom and has also lived in revival, was there. And we got invited to lunch to go and sit with these, what I would call legends of the faith, older men of the faith, who had lived things that we hadn't even seen, who had walked through things that we hadn't walked through. And we got to sit and have lunch with them and just listen to them talk. And it was the most incredible experience to just sit and listen to, you know, the Scottish men who had, you know, been a part of four revivals in Scotland and who had been sent to Australia because he felt like Australia was being groomed for a visitation of God. And then to sit with Fergus McIntyre and hear his perspective on our nation and what is happening and what the church needs to do and where we need to be positioned. And it was so incredible. As they were, as they were speaking to us, it was like what was inside of us 
began to live more than it had been living of recent times. It was like they were tapping into the colour inside of us and we began to see again in technicolour the things that we had seen in the past but who had, had, had started to fade from our hearts, as that scripture has said. And in the end of that conversation, we were so pumped that we ended up prophesying over Fergus McIntyre and we ended up speaking into the life of this Scottish revivalist and speaking about what God is going to do with them in this nation at this time. And they're just nearly reduced to tears, both of them. They're just going, this has been a profound meeting for us. God has spoken to us. And it was just like because they tapped into something inside of us, then we were then in turn able to release that that impartation of the things that were deep inside of us but hadn't been tapped into, we were able to release it back and we just had an infusion of God and all of us walked away different, hearing God, being infused. It's incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Amen? You know, in one part in this movie... It was just profound to me. If you could just bring those chairs up for me that I asked for. In one part of this movie, it was so profound to me because this, um, this giver, who's the guy who has, you know, all the memories, um, was going to speak to the receiver for the first time. And so there was two seats. You can just put two over there and two here. That's great. I'm just have them apart for now. Okay. There was two seats like that, and I'm going to do two over here as well. And so they were sitting in seats when the receiver came. Now, I'm just going to say, like, Doug, can you sit in that chair for me? Yeah, that's great. And then, Luke, if you could sit in that chair. That's great. And then Mel, you can sit in that chair. And then Jamie, you sit in that chair. Right. Jamie knew I was going to pick on her. So just keep your chairs wide apart. And then in this scene in the movie, so the giver is sitting there and the receiver comes to sit there. So the giver, yeah, receiver, all right? And he sits down. He doesn't know what's going to happen to him. He doesn't know what this is all about. But then the giver says to the receiver, move your chair closer. And so he moved his chair just a little bit. Yeah. And then he said to him again, no, closer. Move it in. No, I said move your chair closer. Move it right up, knee to knee. And then he got, he told the boy, put your hands out like this. And then he reached his hands up. He took both of his arms like this. You could do that. Yeah, monkey grip. And you hang on to her like that. So it was like a monkey grip. And he looked into the eyes of this boy. And he said to him, now I'm going to impart to you everything that I know. Receive. And I burst into tears at that point. Because all the colour that was in the memory of the giver was transported into the mind and the heart of the receiver and the receiver began to see images that he had never seen before. 
The same thing here. All that was in the giver started to come through and this receiver started to see things that she had never seen before. The first thing the receiver said was, I see, I, I see something, it's like weird, it's like, and I've been seeing it for a while. And the guy goes, yeah, that's red. He said, yellow was my first color that I saw, but you're seeing red. And he saw everything in black and white, but then he just see that a girl has red hair. He saw that the apple was red, and he started to see red, and that was his experience, amen? And I thought about the red. I thought when we first received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and it's Jesus who's the giver, and we are the receiver, and Jesus grabs a hold of our arms and says, I'm going to teach you everything that I know. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will remind us of everything Jesus has said. And so he imparts his blood. You can hang on. It's all right. It's, it's, not, it's not weird. He imparts, first of all, the red color. He sees red. What's the first thing you see when you receive Christ? You receive red. You can see the blood of Jesus Christ that flowed from his veins that brings you salvation and forgiveness, and you begin to see red. Maybe the next thing you see, maybe you start to see blue, and the grace of God comes over you, and and blue just comes and and fills you with grace. Maybe you see white as the white snow comes and washes your sins away. Amen? And then maybe you see green as he makes everything new, and you begin to see new color. Thanks, guys. And you, thank you, and you may take your chairs with you. It so impacted me, this scene in the movie. You know, the Bible says this in Malachi 4.5. And Pastor Phil said this morning, there are 7,500 prophecies in the scriptures that have not yet been fulfilled before Jesus can return. 7,500 prophecies that have not yet been fulfilled before Jesus Christ returns. Let me tell you now that this prophecy has not yet been fully fulfilled. And it says in Malachi 4.5, Look, I am sending you, and the actual translation said, the spirit of Elijah. It doesn't say the prophet, a person. It says, I'm sending you the spirit of Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. Do you know, Australia is an amazing nation, and we know that this nation has so much potential, but we're also a very young nation. We're, we're only 200 years old. You know, we look at the, the sin and the degradation of the rest of the world, and we look at it and we just go, oh, I hope we never get like that. Well, if we were here long enough, we probably would get like that. If we didn't have a plan of God to take us out of the nosedive that we could go into, I believe, as Pastor Phil said in his Facebook update, if you saw it, that this land has been set apart. Why was it never um, discovered by Muslims in the early days, many thousands of years ago, they were looking, they couldn't find it. Why was it not found by Hindus? They were looking, but they could not find it. Because I believe God has this land covered. He had it hidden away, and so do many other prophetic people, hidden away for a day when a man would look at this land and say, 
This is the great south land of the Holy Spirit. Amen? This is the great south land of the Holy Spirit. God has a plan for this nation that's beyond you and it's beyond me. But he's been growing our nation up spiritually. We are very young in the spirit realm. We are young. But you know what that is? That is so beautiful because that's innocent. That's childlike. We're not stooped in religion and we're not stuck down with tradition. You know, we're not, we don't, haven't got those kind of strongholds of idolatry and these kind of things. We're just, we're just like children. We're just like children. We're actually fresh and new and we're still mystified and we're still searching and we're still looking for our journey and we're still open to ideas. Amen. We're still in that place of childlikeness. But what God wants to do in this nation, he wants to arise the fathers and the mothers he wants to arise, let the spirit of Elijah be released in our nation so that there can be an impartation, so that somewhere along the line, you, me, all of us can sit opposite some person, whether they be saved or unsaved, and say, everything I know, I'm going to impart to you. You know, you may only be able to see red right now. You may only be able to see red right now. But if you can see red, you know the blood of Jesus and you can impart that to someone else. Amen? If that's all you know, you know that they're seeing black and white and you are seeing some form of color. It's definitely better than where they're at what you have. Amen? Amen? You might only be able to see blue and all you know is grace. I don't know. I keep blowing it all the time, you may say. I always fall. I always sin. And all I can see is this blue color because God is teaching me grace. Well, you have something to impart to someone else who needs to know about grace for their lives. Amen? You may be able to see green. Because all you see is new life and redemption, that God is changing me. He's making everything new. Everything that I was before, God is changing. You have something to impart to someone who wants a new life and a new way of life. Amen. You have something to give. You are not just a receiver in this church, but you are a giver that you have the ability to give. You're not just a pew warmer in this church. You haven't come to this earth to sit in a white plastic chair for the rest of your life and hear sermons. You've come to this church to be a giver. You've come to this earth to be a giver. You have the ability to, if you have received salvation from Jesus Christ, then you have something to give away. Amen? Hallelujah. Are you tracking with me here? Look, I wanted to show you some photos here. Have a look at these photos. I know I'm, I'm doing it different, but that's okay. Okay, just imagine. Just imagine right now that you are an unchurched, unsaved person, and all you can see is black and white. But imagine if you said to this person, but wait, there's more. Actually, if you just let me speak to you, if you just let me pray with you, if you just let me show you some scriptures, you may be able to see this like this. And the lights go on. And I go, I'm starting to see. They may be able to see a couple of colors. They're starting to see. And they get hungry. And it's a seed that's being planted because they're beginning to see color, a little bit of color. You know, you you might be speaking to someone in the church that have just, I've just lost all color out of my life. I'm, I'm just like, I go to church and I sit there and it's just like, what was the quote you put up today, Doug? You put up a quote by 
that Taylor Swift, that was Taylor Swift, by the way, because she's very swift. And what was the quote she said? I have nothing in my brain. Now, Taylor Swift, he could put back on her post, Taylor Swift, you may have nothing in your brain because you're seeing in black and white, but let me just tell you, show me the next black and white colour. This is what Taylor Swift, she goes to the beach, she's looking around, you know, maybe your friend is like that, maybe you're like that yourself. I remember a time when I was going through depression where I would go to the beach and I would sit there and the beach would look like that to me. I would feel the sand, I couldn't feel anything, I couldn't see anything, it was just, it was just black and white. But one day someone prayed for me, one day someone prayed for me and then it turned to this. And I could see colour again, and I could see life again, and I could see hope again, because someone prayed for me. Amen? Look at this. What if you could, all you ever could see is this in black and white? A great south land of the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't look so great. It doesn't look so great, but what if I could see it like this? It makes such a difference. And one more. Look at that. Now, somewhere... In the world, there is a rainbow that God is trying to show people that he is a God of covenant and a God of peace and a God of love, but they can only see black and white. Say, but there's a rainbow, you're saying, there's a rainbow, but I can't see it. And then you say, God, open their eyes that they may see that you are a God of love and grace, and they see this. You see? You see? We have something so precious. So wonderful. I'm sending you the spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the hearts of the sons to the fathers. You know, you might just say, well, I'm not a father. You know, Tim Pedley, you might say, I'm not a father, but I know that you impart, you know, so much to people all around your life. All the time you're saying, but I see in colour. Come and see. This is the heart of a father or a mother or, you know, As you go out, you know, you may think you have nothing to give, but you have something to give. You can see, they cannot. You can see, they cannot. Oh, come to church, and all they see church is a black and white steepled building with a cranky old man in black and white garb standing at the front pointing a black and white bony finger at them. That's all they see. Come to church. Come to church. You know, you know, I got roped into doing a dance school concert. The classes that I go do, the dance classes that I go do for exercise. You know, my very gay teacher said, I've got a way of making Julie do the concert. And I was like, I'm not doing any concert. I'm here for exercise. No, I've got a way of making Julie do the concert. Julie, if you do the concert, I'll come to church. And I said, man, you have got me. You, I, you, I'll do anything for that. I'll make a fool of myself. I will get up on that stage and I'll dance to Madonna, express yourself in a black suit with curly hair and big eyelashes on. I will do that to get you to church, amen? Because I so want you to see in colour. And you know, when they had their rehearsals, they didn't have a big enough room. So I said, hey, why don't you just use our church for nothing, for rehearsals? I mean, there's 80 students and their parents. I'm thinking, they just got to get in this building. They've got to see in colour. Do you know what I mean? I've been talking to them a little bit, a little bit. They don't kind of even know that I'm the pastor of the church. And so they come here for their rehearsal. And I've got these people saying to me, this is really great. I never expected church to look like this. You would never know it would look like this from the outside. 
this looks pretty amazing. And like, and one guy sitting at the back, he goes, you know what, I've been really seeking God lately. You know, I went into St. Mary's Cathedral the other day. Do you know that this place has the same feeling as St. Mary's Cathedral? When you sit, I went, Phil Cairns wouldn't say that. You know, it's like so noisy. But the presence of God, you know, he would rather, oh, you know, that's St. Mary's Cathedral. But just the presence of God, this guy switched into it. Amen? Just the presence of God. And, and they began to see in colour. And then one guy said to me, so, like, you know, do you have some sort of priest or something here that looks after this place? I said, yeah, me. And he went, what? You know, and they all start freaking out and they, you know, they started calling me. What did they start calling me? Oh, something, some weird name. Anyway, some, some weird name. <laughs> They're making fun of me and mocking me, you know, and saying, yeah, yeah, look out, I'll baptise you if you say it again. It's just amazing. I love being around unsaved people. I went to dance classes. I want to be around unsaved people. And I want to give my color. That's why I wore this shirt tonight. So I want to give my color away. I'm colorful. I'm really colorful on the inside because Jesus has painted me again. I was a black and white canvas with no hope and nowhere to go and no story to tell. And Jesus took a hold of my life and first he painted me red. And then he painted me blue. Then he painted me green. Then he painted me white. And next minute, I have this masterpiece painted on the inside of me. Do you think that I want to keep that to me? Do you think I do? Or do you think I want to give it away? Do you think that I want to turn the lights on? You know, in that movie, that, that boy, you know, it's just like if he could just get to the edge and everything's trying to stop him. No, no. I want to spoil it because you're going to go see it, but I'm going to spoil it anyway. No, don't go to the edge. If he makes it across the edge, he's going to break the barrier and everybody will remember. You know, and sometimes you've got to fight for that. Sometimes everything in hell and on earth will try and stop you from being the one that will cross over that boundary that turns the lights on for other people and lets other people see in colour. Sometimes you've got to fight. He had to fight for it. He had to punch people on you know, give them fivefold ministry on the way. He had to run through. He had to, he had to chase down. He had to risk death. He had to risk his reputation. He had to risk the girl that he loved. He had to risk his family. He had to risk everything. Because why? Because he was on a mission. He had destiny on the inside of him. And the destiny was this. I'm going to turn the lights on for these people because they don't even know what they're missing. They don't even know what they're missing. These people living in their black and white worlds and they've got no real joy, they've got no... They didn't even know what love was. They turned love off. Do you know what it's like to feel the love of God for the first time? Do you remember? Can you remember what it was like to walk into church, to walk into the presence of God, to say a prayer in your bedroom for the first time and the lights turn on and you feel the love of God for the very first time, I remember a voice inside me saying, this is the love you've always searched for. This is the color that you've looked for in your world. This is the music that's going to make you live. This is the song that you can dance to. This is the man who you've been looking for, who loves you beyond any reasonable doubt. This is life. This is future. This is hope. This is what you have searched for. This is life in technicolor. <laughs> excited? Are you excited? 
Have you got some colour turning on on the inside of you? Would you like to borrow my shirt and I'll put your grey one on so that you can do that? That's great. You know, it says in the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 2.9, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered even into the imagination of man. I know that's a little different translation when I'm saying the translation I know. Nor has it even entered into the imagination of man what God has in store for those who love him. And I want to just... I just want to say this to you in closing. You know, you guys are so privileged here. Let me tell you this. Because Pastor Phil and I have had the privilege and the honour and the wonderful experience of walking through revival, of being in the midst of the greatest revival that ever hit Australia. We were right in the middle of it. We walked in it for years. We were saturated in it. You know what? And God really challenged me. As I watched this movie, he said, don't forget to tell the stories to your children and to your grandchildren. Don't lose it. Don't let your heart fade on what you've seen and what you've walked through. Don't let it be just become a joke. Oh, that's when they used to climb the walls in that church. You know, I'm sure there were many jokes made about the passing, parting of the Red Seas, but God told them, do not forget. Do not forget when I have visited and my hand has moved amongst you. If one thing that happened to Pastor Phil and I while we were away, it's a resolve in our hearts that we will impart what we have to the next generation and the generation to come, that we will grab onto your arms and say, let me show you what I've seen. So that there will be a hunger and a thirst, not just to share what you have, but to experience more color yourself of the kingdom of God. Because let me tell you, this eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the imagination of you what God has in store. We thought we knew Christianity we thought we knew Christianity when Phil and I came into the church. We thought that was the greatest thing that could ever happen to us when we got saved. But I'm telling you what, years down the track, when we looked around the church and the church was in black and white and there was no one getting saved and no one getting healed and people coming into church and leaving church the same as they came in and people in worship with their hands down and looking to the ground. And, you know, if it was today, everyone on their mobile phone in church, you know. Do you know we had some people visit our church at the Christmas service and we had some of our leaders follow them up later and just tell us honestly what you loved about, oh, we love that, we love this, we love this, it was so awesome. What was the one thing you didn't like about the church? I found it very disrespectful that there were so many people on their phones while the pastor was preaching. I would not come back to that church when there's disrespect like that. Wow. Wow. That blew me away. We just don't know. People are watching. People are looking. 
you have something to give. And in the very core of this church, in the very soil of this church, there is revival. It is here in the roots. You know you felt it when you walked in. You're feeling it right now as I'm speaking to you. And I believe that as we stir the very presence of God in the roots of this church, as we did back in the day when church became black and white, as we did, as we said, we'll be the lepers that go out and find God and bring him back to the church and we encounter the greatest move of God. We brought it back to our church and turned the church upside down and got salvations and healings and marriages restored and people on fire for God and the worship hit the roof and we carry that into the birthing of our own church. We're never going to let that go. Why? Because our eyes have seen. We've seen more colour than you have seen and we will never let that colour go. We are the givers that remember. Will you be the receivers that choose to receive and honour what's on our lives? Will you look at us when we preach and get off your phone and honour the call of God and the price that we've paid to bring a deeper message than milk to you? Will you honour that? Will you be the receiver as well as the giver? Will, we, will you, when we preach, put a demand on it? When we worship, will you stand and lift your hands and put a demand on the worship? Instead of thinking, when is this going to be over? Gee, it's hot in this place. I wish they'd turn the fans up. Do you know what? Instead of looking into the face of Jesus and saying, may we never lose our wonder. May we never lose our wonder. We had two incredibly strong and gifted and very, very experienced men of God in tears because of the depth that was on Phil and I's life. And yet we come and preach here and you go to sleep. There's got to be a change this year in 2015. There needs to be an honour for what's on this house, on this ministry, and you've got to start reaching out to get it so that you can impart it to your generation and the next generation so that you would not just be a spectator, you would then be a receiver. And then the receiver would stand up and become a giver yourself. And so the word of God would go out into our great nation and our nation would be, truly become the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. And the fathers and the mothers would arise instead of the, the, the Saria law, Sharia law and the Muslims taking over, the fathers and mothers arise and say, no, this is the great Southland of the Holy Spirit and the church is arising. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just stand on our feet and sing this song. hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.